Thank you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for more information about upcoming events in the arts community. I'm here today with Aaron Robles, founder and CEO of Founderspark. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to interview you from the comfort of my own home today. It is a beautiful home. We have some guests here, a puppy and a kitten, so the whole fam's here. The whole family is here. So tell us, what is Founderspark? So Founderspark is what you would call an entrepreneurial support organization. Pretty much what that means is that anyone who has a business, wants to have a business, we're there to help them do that. We're we're there to help them grow the business, start it, connect with resources, things like that. Is there a membership? No. I mean, something that we focused on early on is accessibility, right? Um, We focus on trying to get people who aren't entrepreneurs yet and want to, to take that step. So part of that is ease of access, right? So our events that we used to have, free, accessible, anyone who's curious can reach out to us and we'll try and help them the best we can. Wow. What an incredible resource. So what does your programming and support for entrepreneurs look like? So this is interesting because it's actually evolved, right? So what ended up starting as Founder Spark was us just getting together and saying, how can entrepreneurs start to hang out, support one another? This is before we had a lot of these things going on in Fort Wayne already. Um, but it was like, let's just get together and share knowledge. So that's kind of what started as what Founder Spark is now. But that program in, ended up being called Origins. So Origins is our flagship. We used to get together every month and interview an entrepreneur on their journey and how they got to where they are. So that's something that we did every month. And kind of from the evolution of that, it's just been a lot of event-based things where we focus a lot on networking, sharing, and authentic story, and just connecting with other people in our community. So the organization was founded about two years ago, and that's when it was Origins? Yeah, so what ended up coming out as Origins was just Spark back then. That's before it was an actual business. It was literally just a monthly get-together to hang out and meet other entrepreneurs. What was that process like, trying to scale it uh, into a business? Well, it was a very interesting one. It was a very kind of just organic thing. I think a lot of my experience in business is I want to start a business. Here's how I'm going to start it. This was the opposite. It was me doing something that I needed, something that I've heard other people needed. And I just said, let's try it. And it worked. The first time, I think about 15 people showed up. Then the next month, it was 20 people. And it just grew and grew. And it actually started in February. And by November, we were having attendance of, you know, roughly 50 to 70 people showing up. Oh, wow. So, you know, at that point, it's kind of like, all right, well, it's not a two-hour thing we invest in every month anymore. Now we're spending so many more hours. And halfway through the year, we introduced speakers. Because at first, it was just us getting together. I bought food and drinks and just people connected. Mm -hmm. But Taylor, um, now she's my COO, she said, how can we make sure that people are actually getting value and learning? So that's where I thought, what if I were to bring someone who is experienced and have them share their story? 
So a few months in, we started doing that and conducting interviews. And I think that's where it just exploded because I realized that people love hearing other people's stories and learning from them. So as we got into the end of 2018, we kind of realized that this had a lot of potential um, to help people and help people at scale. So at that point, we probably spent the first, um, the last two months of the year planning. We took January off, and by February of 2019, uh, Founder Spark became an LLC. We took this concept of monthly events and we made that origins as a program because we knew there were so many other things we could do to help entrepreneurs and we didn't want to limit it to just one thing. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity to attend some of those and the energy in the room, the, um, I always call them gems that you take away from those events, um, are life changing. Yeah, well, I I love that you said that because I always call them gold nuggets. Right? Oh, yeah. I say everyone has the gold nuggets. My job is to just expose them. Mm. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Which one was your favorite that you've attended? So I really enjoyed the one with Stephen J. Bailey Yeah. because much of what he was talking about personally hit home. And I think that when you have that connectivity and relatability, um, it you can start to apply those gems or those nuggets a little bit more specifically to your life. And I I am, I'm glad that you mentioned that because what a lot of people don't necessarily think about because we're quote unquote business is that our stories that our speakers share are super personal, right? I mean, Stephen J. Bailey talked about business, but he also talked about him growing up, some of the difficulties that he had to face. So something that we realized early on is that, Business and life are intertwined, right? It's like spaghetti. Um, We've had people talk about going through divorces. We've talked about people going through stage three cancer actively. Um, Life doesn't stop when you start a business. So a lot of our audience who are maybe green to business, they're new, or maybe they haven't started. I want them to get a very accurate picture of what people are going through in business, right? I want them to hear that you don't need a degree. You don't need funding, you know, learn from this person and how they did it and the traits and the skills and all these things that people learn are more personal than anything, right? It's perseverance. It's believing yourself. It's creating balance. So that's a lot of where those gold nuggets or gems come out of that can be applied to anyone because a huge portion of the people that show up aren't in business. They just want to hear those powerful stories and they want to um, learn from them and apply them to their own life. So I think the raw and vulnerable aspect of those conversations is probably my favorite part. That's incredible. So you leaned into this a little bit already, but I would like to explore it a little bit more. It sounds like you kind of created Founders Spark out of a little bit of need for yourself of needing a platform like this, but anything else? Like, is this something that you'd always dreamed of creating or when did this idea really come to you and why? I think that it was a culmination of a lot of things. So a little bit about my background. Um, I was born in Mexico. I'm a Mexican immigrant. I've been in the U.S. since about eight or nine years old, um, you know, early 90s. And right now I'm under the DACA program. So I have temporary residency. But until I was about 24, I couldn't legally work or drive. So from me being in high school, Everyone is getting their learner's permit. Mm -hmm. I realized I couldn't. You know, when everyone got a job, I realized I couldn't get a job. 
um, I had a two-year scholarship to the University of St. Francis, and I wasn't able to get it because it was 21st century scholars. <laughs> so it was federally funded, and I didn't apply, or I wasn't able to receive any of those benefits. So as I got older, even though I grew up with all of these kids in the same schools, talking to the same teachers, as we got older, they had opportunities that were shut in my face. Mm -hmm. So part of me becoming an entrepreneur was out of the need. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go get a job, so I had to find another way to make money. Mm -hmm. So I built this resilience, and part of that resilience was from the support that I got. You know, something that I always give credit to is the Anthes Career Center, uh, Miss Karen Gilly. She's the one that set me on a path to unlock my own potential. You know, and even when I go to my first boss, um, Brian Ellis, over at Darlington, he was my mentor in terms of how to run a business. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I had so many people that made connections for me, that got me clients, that gave me opportunities because they saw my potential. So as we get older and as I started to kind of see how that benefited me, I wanted to turn that around. And that was made um, a possibility by um, Chris Hively. He's one of the co-founders of MathQuest. Mm -hmm. He works with Techstars now. Uh, he came to Fort Wayne a few years ago and did an entrepreneurial survey. So how good is Fort Wayne at bringing up new entrepreneurs? And one of the questions that I asked them was, how can someone like me, who's not necessarily successful, rich, or has a ton of experience, how can I help other people? And he said, you know, you have more experience than the person who started the day after you. So he made mentorship really um, attainable to anyone, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm good at marketing, you're good at finance, we can learn from each other. So that was kind of what started my brain on, okay, how can I bring people together? Um, and then Rhonda Laddig at the time, she was executive director over at Start Fort Wayne. Um, I'm a member at uh, Atrium, the co-working space. She's the one who said, hey, didn't you have an idea to do an event? Like, we'll pay for pizza and we'll let you use the space for free for the first month if you want to do it. So she was kind of that igniter for me to do it. Mm -hmm. I'd never put an event together. I'd never done anything. Oh, wow. I had pizza laid out. Yeah. I had drinks. I'm like, I hope people show up. <laughs> I am super nervous. And that first time, 16 people showed up, all friends of mine, which is okay. Yeah. But... It was incredible. The energy, people that never knew each other, but that I knew. And I'm like, oh, you should meet this person. Mm -hmm. And now it's incredible because, I mean, our events have topped over 100 people. And I'll know 20% of those people. Some people I never even talked to. Yeah. So it's incredible how much it's grown. But that's kind of my personal background, as well as some of those things that ignited all these things to take place, which now has grown into something I could have never imagined. Yeah. Wow, that is an incredible story. <laughs> yeah, Good you didn't know you. some of those details, huh? No, and I uh, was trying to snoop on you too, so <laughs> that's awesome to find out. And then, you know, you mentioned something that I want to touch on a little bit. You said that people came out and maybe the very first time they might have just been your friends, but I think it's very fair to notice that when you're really passionate about something and you have a certain energy about you, that's where your friends come from and yeah. why they're friends with you and why they want to support you. And clearly that energy that you have has now grown and built and been shared. And um, so thank you for doing everything that you're doing and oh, sharing your energy. Definitely. You know, I had to let go of a few things like, who are you to do this? <laughs> um, you know, you don't, you don't have the presence that other people have and this and that. But, you know, like you said, I built it. And it's really 
the people who showed up who were my friends showed up because they knew the type of energy that would be there. Right. And it's incredible because now people show up because other people are there. So what I'm trying to do is get everyone with those similar mentalities together of we want to help each other. You know, I tell people, if you show up, you're there to give value to someone else. Right. We're not asking for things as much as saying, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's been incredible, just the incredible people that I've met, the ones who show up and share some very personal things with me and my speakers who go up there and some of them have cried and said things that they've never said to anyone out Mm -hmm. loud in front of all these people. So when you have energy like that in a room, it changes the dynamic of everything. The networking afterwards is then shaking your hand. Here's who I am. And here's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's I went through something like that similar and that impacted me in this way. And here's how I learned. It's incredible the kind of conversations that are being had at these events. So I'm, I'm very proud of kind of the momentum we've built and I'm looking forward to kind of continuing that on its growth path. Yes. And it's pretty incredible that you've been able to break that barrier with your programming. But now that things are kind of online. What do you do? What does your programming look like right now during COVID-19? It's been a little hard on me because (laughs) I am a people person. I love feeling energy in the room. And so we haven't been able to have any live events since things started happening. Our last event was Stephen J. Bailey. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so for me, it's been interesting trying to pivot. Like that's, that's the word of the year, right? And that's something that I've always been very conscious of. Adaptability is what helps people survive. So when things started to shut down, um, we actually had an event that following week. We had our next Origins event. Um, I was really excited about it, you know, but we had to make the decision to not have it because mm-hmm. it was one of the, it was at the line of, some people were still doing things, but putting hand sanitizer in and other yeah. people were totally shutting down. Right. So you didn't really know what to do. But, you know, after many discussions, we had to not only do the responsible thing, but give honor to what Origins is. Yeah. And that's having a room full of people with energy. So as we started putting limitations, it just didn't look the same. Yeah. Um, so what we actually ended up doing is our event was supposed to be the following Wednesday. On Thursday, we made an announcement that we were postponing it. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, we got to work on a new event that we were still going to have on Wednesday, but we were going to take it online. Yeah. We had never done a streaming event. We streamed it on Facebook Live. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And we put that together in like less than a week. Oh, wow. Good for you guys. Yeah. And shout out to my team because mm-hmm. Oleg, my videographer, he found out how to stream it live using mm-hmm. a camera. He did the audio for us. Wow. You know, um, Taylor and I put together the content in just a mm-hmm. few days. Um, so the whole team got really activated and in a few days were, were, was able to kind of change what we did. But I, I really have to give credit to Taylor, you know, because she's the one who was very prominent on this is when people need us the most. Mm-hmm. We're an entrepreneurial support organization. People yep. are lost, they're confused. And when a lot of other people were just shutting down and saying, wash your hands, Taylor was really that pushing force to say, they need us. We need to do something for them. So she pushed us to do that. And it was incredible how it turned out. We did about, I think, an hour and a half of content. Mm -hmm. We had a thousand streams by the time we were done. And I think for us, that was a really good um, distraction, right? Mm -hmm. It was us, even though we were all at home, getting together and talking and chatting and asking questions. So that was really good. But long story that kind of is the precursor to your actual uh, question 
Now, what we were able to do is we were able to switch our priorities in terms of our programming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we launched um, our podcast. We launched the trailer a few weeks ago. We'll have our first episode um, here soon. And some of these other programs and contracts we already had, we just had to figure out how do we take these online now, which has been a struggle. But um, overall, we're grateful that we're able to adapt rather than some other companies that just don't have that ability the way we do. So right. very grateful for our ability to continue to do the work, even though it looks a little bit different. Yeah. And it's pretty cool that you guys were one of the first groups to go online with an event because there really wasn't a lot of information out there. So yeah. you, I think you positioned yourself very well because you had guest speakers for that. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. Brenda Gerber Vincent, uh, she's with Creator Fort Wayne, great friend of mine. Amazing Love person. She is an energy and a force. But, you know, during all of this, we had been talking almost every day. She's sending me resources and I'm sharing them with my team and we're going back and forth. But I asked her, hey, would you or anyone else at Greater Fort Wayne be willing to uh, hop on this thing and, and just give some info? And, you know, it didn't look like it was going to happen because there was so much going on. They were so busy, which I totally understand. But day of, she, you know, we talked and she's like, hey, I'll show up. Let's do this. And she showed up and went up there and just gave a ton of resources to people. So that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to give people the information they wanted. We wanted to give people training on, hey, how do you do remote work? We talked about our favorite products. We had people in the comments talk about what they've used. And really, again, just we're all in this together. Don't worry. We're here to support one another. So, um, But it's very similar to that first Origins. Never done it before. Don't know how it's going to go. Oh, yeah. What if no one shows up? But yeah. very happy with um, what ended up happening with that event. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Very helpful. So we've heard a little bit about what Spark looks like right now. What does Aaron look like right now? Oh, how are you? How are you doing? How is this people person, this highly motivated, oh very God. driven, community oriented person doing right now? It's been an adjustment to say the least. And you know, it's kind of interesting because when it all first started, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I have the perfect excuse to cancel all my meetings. <laughs> I can't go out. I'm sorry." And you know, for the first week or so, it was great because I had all this time to actually work. Yeah. And someone in my position with what my company does, I spend a lot of time meeting with people. Yeah. Sometimes it's really important deals we're trying to get through. Other times it's someone I met at my event who just wants to chat. Yeah. Right. So part of that is, is part of what I consider my job and honestly what I love to do. Yeah. So for the first while, it was really nice to not have to go anywhere. Um, but I started feeling really sad and dark and just like this kind of sluggish weird feeling for whatever reason it didn't help that for the first two weeks it was rainy and terrible outside Ugh. right so that was a big adjustment so bad but I realized that I wasn't getting some of my core needs met mm -hmm. because I wasn't set up to do that right because I'm like you said people person loves people love the energy I've never had to worry about getting enough of that because I'm always out and about mm -hmm. but now that I was at home I didn't have that so I'm like, why do I feel stuck? Like ideas, I'm an idea guy. They stopped. Mm. That well dried up. At a time where I needed ideas like to happen. So I'm like, why am I feeling unmotivated? Why do I feel so terrible? I realized I'm not talking to people. So I had to make a decision and be intentional on, all right, 
three Zoom calls a week with people you just like. Yeah. Adding structure to my day. I was staying up late, waking up late. I don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. I can't do that. I needed the structure. So I added structure to my day. I, I did weekly Zoom calls with people that I just needed to stay connected with. And as the weather got nice, I started going outside and doing some activities. So I had to really reframe how, what needs I needed and how to get those done. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned is you always need to be reassessing your needs. Yeah. Because sometimes we have some needs met and we just don't think about that. Mm -hmm. Or we have needs that we go without and it's just a normal part of life to not have those needs met. So it really made me look at myself and how I thrive. So yeah, it's been a, a learning experience. It was a little rough, <laughs> but now we've kind of found a nice balance with it. Good. Good for you. Yeah, I took that uh, Coursera course that half the world has been taking that one that's on the science of well-being. And I think one of the very first things that they addressed are these core needs that you mentioned. Yeah. Do you remember what any of yours are specifically? Or are you just kind of recognizing that, you know, it really is communication? Yeah, I, th I think for me, the biggest thing is that I, I thrive off other people's energy. Mm. I love seeing a smiling face. I'm a hugger too. <laughs> I love hugging oh, no. people. I know. I love walking away from meetings or coffee or dinner or drinks and just saying, wow, that, that's incredible. That person. I like to take inspiration and then that turns out my ideas. Yep. And that well just had run dry because I wasn't saying my ideas out loud. Yep. Uh, I had a good friend of mine, um, uh, Sam. He asked me, where do you get your ideas? Like, where does that happen? And I'll be honest, when he asked it, I'm like, that is the stupidest question I have ever heard. I get ideas all the time. Like, it's, it's, it's always. But then I actually thought about it. And I realized the only place I don't get ideas is in front of my desk when I'm working. And guess what I had spent the last two weeks doing? Sitting in front of my desk working. And that was just the, the click yeah. of, okay, so I need to just really do anything but this to get the ideas flowing. But that question, like, at first I dismissed it, but it was a very powerful question. And that's the thing of having people, right, is they ask questions and share perspectives that you don't share or you're stuck in your ways. So being challenged by other people and having that input is valuable to me beyond anything. And I realized I just got to go out and get it. Yeah. Now it doesn't come to me because it's always, hey, let's meet, let's meet. That stopped. So now I had to be like, Hey, you want to chat? <laughs> so that was just kind of a, a, a reframing. I think for me, it was the core of, of everything for me because I get really lost in my head yeah. if I don't have anyone to talk to. So. so thank you, Sam, for asking that question. Sam, my biggest cheerleader, <laughs> my biggest fan, love him to death. He's actually engaged to Taylor, so Aww. two of my best friends. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you think entrepreneurs will fare on the side of this? And if you could even share some of how you guys are planning to reopen, I mean, yeah, what's going to happen? So it's, it's interesting, right? Because I'm, again, I lived for a long time under the thought of you need to be able to adapt. You need to be able to change, right? That's why um, Apple is where it is. And that's why no one's talked about gateway in so many years <laughs> because Things are constantly pivoting and changing. And, you know, as much as this is a tragedy, we're all in it. Yeah. You know, so no matter what industry you're in, you're on the same level as everyone else in your industry. Yeah. Right? Every restaurant has to deal with the same thing. So for me, I think this is a good opportunity 
for us to think about things on a pivot and adapt mentality, right? Mm -hmm. There's a few restaurants that very quickly started doing delivery that never had. Yeah. There's some restaurants that um, were able to adapt and change the way they do things very quickly Mm -hmm. and others that weren't. And there's a many factors to that. But I think that a lot of entrepreneurs who prior never were challenged in the way they did business are now seeing those, those pushbacks on, you can't do it this way. You have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. So what I hope is that entrepreneurs, business owners, anyone in management is seeing the possibilities and learning how to adapt and change. Because I don't believe that opportunities ever close without others opening, right? Where the market is crashing in some parts, it's thriving elsewhere, right? We were talking about Zoom. Yeah. Zoom is huge right now. (laughs) Any Um, online communication tool, it's the best time for them. Yep. And even a lot of the restaurant owners I've spoken to, um, they're saying business is actually better now than it was before because they're cutting overhead and they're getting lots of support from the community. Yeah. So it's not like that for everyone. But I think that this is a time where we have the opportunity to rethink the way we've done things Mm -hmm. and figure out new ways. You know, one of the biggest losses that I've experienced in terms of friends and just my personal favorites is uh, Caliente Cuban closed Uh, down. I heard. Oh, my God. Gus and his entire family, you know, he was a speaker of mine. Um, Best coffee in the world. Mm best nachos in the world, right down the street from the office, and they cater all of our events. Oh, wow. So on a very personal level, you know, and knowing them so well, that was terrible that they had all these circumstances Mm -hmm. pile up that made them do that. But unfortunately, it's going to claim a few people, and not everyone is in a place where they can adapt and pivot. So I don't want people to think that, hey, you have to learn to adapt. Some people just aren't able to do that. But um, I hope that the companies and the startups and everyone who's able to come out on the other side of this will realize that maybe their business model isn't as, as um, structured or in place as we might think. And, you know, in terms for founder spark and how we're changing, like I said, our priorities are changing. Uh, We already as an organization work, remotely so that wasn't a big issue but we can't have events anymore yeah that's the one thing we were really really good at (laughs) so it's shifted how we interact with our community like i said we're launching the podcast um we're going to launch our origins content through the podcast for the first few weeks and in a video series that people can watch so we're doing those things um and we're doing other programming that is going to be purely online based Mm -hmm. and that for us just helps us reach our audience in new ways and now we're not limited to Fort Wayne now we can start reaching national and international markets which you know for us was a phase three plan Mm -hmm. now it's moving up to phase two yeah so really grateful that we had those projects kind of in the backlog that we were able to put in the forefront now That is one thing that I wish that everyone probably would have thought of a little bit quicker during this process was the collaborative side and thinking about what going digital really could offer your organization or company. And I think one of the biggest benefits is the ability to leverage 
the other organizations or speakers or companies that you didn't think were accessible uh, prior to this point in time and to see those really unique partnerships happen. And they're starting to happen now. And I think it's really going to be a game changer. Yeah, well, it's changing the way we do business. It's leveraging our strengths and the strengths of other people. And I think that it's all built kind of a sense of unity that we never had to deal with before. Um, you know, the support for restaurants, the support for those that are actually in the front lines of everything, the nurses, the doctors, the kind of we're all in this together aspect is so powerful. And it's one that you've always seen fragmented, right? Based on we're business owners or we're all the same part of this smaller community. This is a global thing. Mm -hmm. So it's giving us the opportunity to connect in ways we never had a reason to before. So I'm hoping people learn from this and that they become more collaborative. Why would you take duplicate efforts when you could combine with some other organization doing the same thing and just focus in and do it together? So that's something that I've always loved to do with our company and personally, and I love seeing all these different mixes now of other people. So I'm really hoping that we learn to make the best out of the situation and keep some of those good habits as we move forward. Yeah. Do you guys have any idea when the next live event might be able to occur for you? Oh, now, um, yeah, to be quite honest, we haven't talked about it. We mm -hmm. have a lot of other projects that we've been working on, but my thought on that is it's not just our ability to legally open up mm -hmm. because, you know, over the next few weeks we could have events, right? but it's a, the confidence that the community has to show up to events like that. Mm -hmm. um, right. Because we could say, Hey, we can have up to X amount of people. Doesn't mean all those people will show up. Yeah. And for me with origins specifically, I really want to honor what origins is. Yeah. Origins is a place for people to connect, for people to talk, for people to interact. So as long as we're under circumstances that make that hard to do, you know, I skew on the side of let's hold off until we can do it right rather than having a room with maybe 20 people. Right. Um, so again, it's not that we're stopping, but we may do live events online. You know, we may do some of those other things. So unsure when we'll have our next live event, but I really want it to be super soon because I miss people. Yeah. There's really nothing like it. I think that's very fair. And I think it's also, we've talked so much about accessibility yeah. and there's this whole other way of being accessible right now. And we don't really want to exclude anybody because of fear either. Exactly. So it's a delicate balance. Um, I feel really good about the things we're putting out for mm -hmm. our community. So that's kind of where I don't feel as guilty that we're not doing something. We are, it's just going to look different. And we know Origins works. We know people love it. But I feel pretty good in some of these new in, um, incentives and new interactions and knowing that Origins will be there when we're ready for it. Right. So you clearly love our community. What is your favorite thing about Fort Wayne? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, it's interesting how my focus and just thoughts on Fort Wayne have changed. That was one of those young creatives, you know, I was a designer, I'm in marketing. So in a long time, it was like, all right, how do I get out of this place? Right. And I think a lot of people had that thought, you know, a few years back. And at some point I just realized if I want Fort Wayne to ever be 
a place that I want to live. I need to stay here and I need to have, you know, push towards it being what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful because not only me, but a lot of other people have had that same thought process. And now you see such a huge shift. Yeah. Um, I think one of my all time favorite things about Fort Wayne is the art, Mm -hmm. just how it thrives. Right. I mean, from the murals that are happening to all the performances that we have, it's incredible to see how much talent we really have here in terms of arts and culture. Um, It's beautiful to see some of these empty vacant spaces being used for very innovative and creative things. So there's a lot of people that are taking the lead on that. I'm very grateful. Um, Probably this is almost tied with first, the food. Yeah. I think we got a lot of really good restaurants. Mm -hmm. I think we got a lot of really good food. So for me, it's really nice to be able to go out and have quite a selection of of food to, to eat. So that actually makes Fort Wayne, for me, a very balanced place in terms of what I like. You know, I want a good meal and I want to take in some creative endeavors, whether that's, you know, going to a show, whether that's seeing a performance or just walking around and seeing the art. So I think those two things are at the top and what ties it all together is just a sense of community that we've really started to develop. Um, I think that now more than ever, we're connecting with each other and crossing um, people who maybe had never had an opportunity to meet. So I'm very grateful that as a community, we're more open to meeting new people. Yeah. And I do think that the art and the food brings us together. Oh, food <laughs> always brings people together. <laughs> what is one piece of advice you'd give to younger Aaron? <sighs> Man, so many things that I should have known and uh, <laughs> should have done, but I would say that the number one thing is to not let lack of experience stop you. You know, when I was young, I call myself now a recovering um, perfectionist because Mm -hmm. it was always make it perfect. Mm -hmm. And that stems from a few things, right? Again, me being an immigrant and hearing a lot of narratives against immigrants, Mm -hmm. I had to fight against the story that we were this, this, or that, right? Yeah. You know, so that was part of it. Um, because of my training at Amphis, I was in the business world when I was 16. So for me to enter that and be in a room of people that were 60 plus and I'm here at 17, 18, (laughs) that's very overwhelming. So for me, I had to make sure that I showed them that I was capable and belonged in that room. So that was a lot of kind of my mindset and why I became much of a perfectionist. And a lot of times if it wasn't perfect, I just wouldn't put it out. Oh, wow. So that was a struggle for me because guess what? Nothing gets done. You never put it out. (laughs) So as I've grown older, especially with Founders Park, which didn't start as an intentional business, if it had, I might have never done it. I just learned that good enough is good enough. So that first year, 2018, um, that was my mantra. Good enough is good enough. That's not to say that you don't get better. That's not to say you don't strive for excellence. But get it to the point where it's good enough to launch, 80 70%, launch it, and then you grow and you improve. And hmm. 10 years ago, Aaron would have been like, oh my God, no, people are going to think I'm an amateur. <laughs> but now I realize that that's just how you do things. That's, Founders Park is what it is because not only from my team to the people who show up to our events and support us, they are the ones who say, here's what we would like more of. Here's what we don't want. Here's So if you just ask and go out and try things, you find the answer way easier than if you just thought it to death in your head. So I think I would have done a lot more of 
the incredible things I'm doing now at an earlier age if I just wasn't concerned with making it perfect. Yeah. Well, thank goodness you did figure that out because I think now, especially with having to do things for the first time in a different setting digitally or pivoting our programming, as we were mentioning, the fear of being perfect in these new, never before explored settings would be debilitating. Yeah. And, you know, I'm as as terrible of, of things that are happening I'm a silver lining guy and I'm really interested in seeing everyone have to throw their plane out the window and create a new <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Um, because it's kind of like, I'm excited for the innovation, mm-hmm. right? Innovation happens under situations where it has to happen, right? Um, so for me, I'm excited to see all the new things coming out, all the content people are putting out that they would have never done before. So I'm very interested because I think that moving forward, a lot of things are going to come out of this that would have never come out otherwise. That's been my experience with life. And I hope that this will show people the potential they have to just do new things, not be perfect and, you know, be a little more forgiving. And I think this is a good example because half of my Zoom calls, it's people not knowing how to work the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that puts us all on a very different same level of we're all human. We're all figuring this out. And I think we're all a little more compassionate for when other people don't get things right. Correct. And we realize the power of being compassionate and how that just leads to new things. It does. So speaking of new things and potentially COVID aside, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? What are, what are we doing? <sighs> that's, a, that's a great idea. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. So <laughs> I, I, I've learned to not hone in on, on two specific plans, but... I mean, for me, I think that over the last few years with FounderSpark, I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. I've learned the things that bring me joy and the value that I bring to the world. So in the most abstract yet focused way that I can say it, I think in 10 years, I'm spending more time having meaningful conversations with great people. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people. That's the one thing I found because, again, going back to that first time I ever interviewed someone, I'd never done it. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in front of 30 people, which was like a crowd for me interviewing someone. And I, all I had was NPR, you know, podcasts, Mm -hmm. but that's where I discovered, I love conversations. I love asking people personal questions and talking about the reality of what life is. Yeah. So I think in the future, there'll be a lot more of that and not necessarily geared around entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that I know and I love and want to help people with, but I think just the reality of being humans together is a topic that interests me. And as I learned so much through FounderSpark, I'll really want to share those stories with everyone and make something along those lines happen. So hopefully a lot more of that and a lot less having to do emails and other stuff I don't enjoy, but. Correct. (laughs) So we've touched a little bit on what FounderSpark might be working on in the next couple months here any large down the road plans that you're able to share with us at this point in time? Yeah. So uh, I'll share some of the new things we've been working on. Again, um, something that we're launching very soon is going to be our new podcast. It's called uh, part of the hustle and it's available on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all of those things. But 
Uh, I'm really excited because that lets us break out of our mold a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're still talking business. We're still talking how that affects life. But unlike Origins, which is talking to founders and sharing their story, uh, this is going to give us the ability to talk about a range of different topics. Mm-hmm. So the type of people we can talk to, the perspectives we can share, it's going to be a much greater range. So that's one of the biggest things that I'm excited for. Um, the other really exciting thing that we actually just launched um, recently is our partnership with Wild and I. We created a program together called the Ignite Institute. And that holds a really special place in my heart because what it's going to be, it's going to be a cohort of 15 future leaders from the ages of 16 to 21 who live in Fort Wayne. And we're going to do a two-year summer program to kind of teach them the fundamentals of business and entrepreneurship. So we're going to talk to them about marketing. We're going to talk to them about legal, uh, finance, a lot of things that adults in business still struggle with. But it really ties back to my youth when I said, you know, Anthony's Career Center, 16 years old, Karen Gilly saying, learn these skills and be marketable. You know, she was able to put me on the path that I'm on now um, because she recognized my potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of incredible friends like Jeff Roberts. He has a forward. Uh, I have friends over at JA and all of these people that work with kids. And now I see this as kind of our introduction of being able to create programming for these kids. So we want to connect them with the resources available to them. We want to connect them with entrepreneurs and mentors that can help them the way I was helped and just show them the possibilities that Fort Wayne has to offer, that their community has to offer and the potential they have within themselves. So very grateful Wyle and I came to us and they presented the opportunity for us to um, help them with the program. So we've been working together with them and it's been a joy. I love all those people. So that's something that we'll be doing for the next two summers. Wow. Um, and apart from that, uh, we have a few other things we're working on that I can't really talk about yet. But <laughs> as I do love to tease and um, build things up, um, this is the year that we're really focused on doing more in terms of education. So the three things that Founder Spark focuses on is education, mentorship, and resources. So, you know, resources being connecting people to other things that are available to them in the community. You know, um, mentorship is, again, these events where we get together and learn and, and help each other learn. But for us, this year, we're strengthening our direct help to entrepreneurs. We're going to help them learn about marketing fundamentals. Mm. Uh, We're going to help them learn about finance fundamentals, legal, um, all of these things that have been out there forever, but they're still so hard to grasp sometimes. Oh, yeah. So we're looking forward to creating resources so that if you want to start a business and have no idea how, Mm -hmm. we can help you do that. Yeah. And um, another thing that thanks to kind of, COVID, we've put at the forefront, mm-hmm. but we're really excited because we're going to be able to have um, educational tools for people no matter where they're from, no matter where they're at. And um, as we release um, some more uh, beta testing and get some things in motion, we'll be able to talk some more details. But I'm really excited for us to be able to provide some really solid education with some really incredible partners over the next few months. Wow. So my thoughts on everything that you just said, which totally blows me away, 
is that in regards to the Ignite Institute, how incredible would it be with the help of your programming that you hear kids say, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a nurse, I want to be an entrepreneur. You never hear that. I would love that. Yeah. And it would be so incredible for the kids, our future youth, to have the tools and the confidence enough to take this on. Because my other thought, when you're saying how the education that you guys are going to provide will be available to everyone, like how needed that truly is. Because as an entrepreneur, you can't rely on your marketing guy necessarily when you're first getting started. You are the marketing guy. You are the tech guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's... It's, it's incredible because to your point, you know, the younger you can present someone their options, the more educated of a choice they can make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I take that very personally because for me, I thought school, college, job somewhere. Yep. Like that's, that's all I knew. That's a lot of what people know now. Um, but again, because someone stepped in and said, yeah, but you could also do this and you could also do that and you could do one of these. Like, that was incredible for me. So now that I had all that information to work with, I had the ability to make some better decisions. You know, I don't have any uh, school debt. You know, I I went to school for a little bit, found out they were teaching me all the things I already knew, (laughs) dropped out, and I got a job. Um, I actually got a promotion at my job, which is why I quit. But that job gave me training and experience, and they paid me to do it. So, like, for me, I was never a college path type of person that's not how I learn and that's not where I grow but I want someone to know they can go to college get a degree work in their industry and then turn that around and make that into a business yeah and a lot of the skills that we're going to focus on aren't just business only skills you know knowing finance knowing marketing knowing how a business operates even if they end up not being an entrepreneur they're going to make a great asset to an existing company so for me being able to kind of just expand their their, their horizons and show them support is incredible because I think we all need support, especially when we're younger because we're still trying to figure out. So I'm very happy for all the support that I have and everything we do around Founder Spark is done in an effort to support or help someone else. So how can our youth, our current entrepreneurs, I'm not necessarily an entrepreneur and I still find everything that you guys do and, and put out there, all of the content, extremely valuable. How do we find you? Yeah, so people can find us on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, all of the things. We are founders with an S and then Spark. So an S at the end of founders and then Spark. So people can find us there. We do a lot. Also, our website, founderspark.com. It gives information about us and some of the things that we do. So we're very um, out there on social media. Um, People can follow me personally as well, Aaron Robles, on everything. Um, I usually talk a lot of business stuff on my personal and just, again, (laughs) trying to connect with people. So if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to me personally. They can reach out on our business page. And we're more than happy to connect and just see what people are thinking and some of the questions they have. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. I think a lot of what we said was very valuable, relatable, (laughs) and I hope that people start reaching out and connecting with you because I have found uh, Founder Spark to be extremely insightful and I'm really excited about what you're going to be putting out into the universe. Yeah. Thanks. We're really excited too. Um, 
it's been overwhelming, but we love what we do and we love all of the people that support us. So thank you for having me. Uh, this has been fun and any opportunity I get to talk to another human being. Trust me, <laughs> and fur babies. Yes. Love the fur babies. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.